Call it what you want, but we are obsessed with rituals. From the perfect morning routine that helps you be the most productive, to Christmas traditions, to the superstitions that supposedly help your sports team win. Why do we feel that pull to perform rituals? Why do we find comfort within them? This episode, we dive into rituals. Welcome to Candidly Creative, a bi-weekly podcast from Creatively Caitlin that focuses on open, honest conversations. If you like what you hear, follow me on Instagram at creatively underscore Caitlin, or head to my website, www.caitlinnorum.com. Every morning, I do the same thing. I wake up, I roll my ankles and stretch my neck side to side. I review my morning schedules and I get ready for the day. I hop in my car, and then I Marco Polo with one of my best friends to kick my day off. I share whatever news has happened and how I'm feeling that day, and I share the three things that I'm grateful for. Doing this makes me feel collected, calm, and ready to deal with whatever happens. But why? Is it because I'm centering myself and stress-free? Absolutely not. It's because it strokes my lingering need for control, and science honestly agrees. Psychologically speaking, rituals provide feelings of control even during the difficult and stressful times. When your favorite team is in the playoffs, you might wear the same jersey without washing it just to give them luck. When you're stressed out, you might fall back on a strict routine to find comfort. Whatever you do, these measures are generally performed in the same way for the same event. Even simple rituals for family, such as sitting down for dinner at night or celebrating birthdays. Maybe you have a special cake that is made every year. Each of these things provides a comfort that, when taken away, can be disarming and frustrating. Perhaps the hallmark of a high-functioning anxiety disorder, having something that you do every day or every year in the exact same way, as we have always done it, gives us that structure, that stability, and that control that we always crave. These repetitions craft a protective bubble around us that the chaos of life bounces right off of. During some of the most uncertain times of our life, there is a relief when quote-unquote normal rituals commence. Think of all the events and ceremonies canceled this past year. Part of what made everything feel so off was the fact that basic traditions couldn't continue. Weddings, graduation ceremonies, birthday parties, St. Patrick's Day partying, the list goes on and on. 2020 stressed us all out. And under stress, most humans retreat into the simplicity of rituals. When we view the world around us, our brain makes a go at figuring out what will happen. We turn into these mad predictors of what will happen by using our experiences to frame what the likely outcome will be. But when the world is constantly changing, the brain's ability to form these experience-based predictions is lacking and usually ends up causing us anxiety. And again, when these feelings of chaos start circling, humans like to find the structure, the repetition, predictable actions with predictable outcomes. Even if everything else is in a whirlwind around us, we can find some stability simply by having our rituals. That alone eases our anxiety. This is partly why you find people with high anxiety also having OCD tendencies. I'm worried about X, so if I do Y three times, I will succeed in achieving Z. It's a basic algebraic equation. Rituals also help us connect with others around us and provide a comfortable home where our anxiety can rest. Rituals that require a group to perform as one, such as one unit or dress similarly, behave the same, provide that feeling of oneness. You don't feel struck out alone against the world. You have others who are in the same mindset or in the same boat as you. 
I recently read somewhere that rituals are needed because they provide a rhythm, meaning, and reminders of purpose to our life and moments in time. Between this purpose and meaning, they provide this, the safety net of protective control, and rituals are a vital part of my life. I remember the first Christmas after my paternal grandmother had passed. I held our family Christmases at her house in such special regard. The loss and switch of changing my holiday traditions ruined the entire season for me. When the family Christmas moved to the new patriarchs, my mom and dad's, it felt off. We had no traditions. We weren't getting the rest of the family to gather like we always had. It was a change and I really didn't like it. So instead I created alternate rituals. I spent Christmas Eve with my cousin and her family. I made certain treats. I watched certain movies. I picked out certain ornaments every single year. And I even spend one part of the holidays drinking with my friends. Ultimately, I find rituals are important because it brings that feeling of importance to the things that you value. Even small rituals like morning routines are made important, forcing you to step out of the rat race, out of your life, and give your mornings meaning and importance. They also provide tools that make you tougher. You may have started a weekly virtual happy hour with your friends that helps you maintain some normalcy in your social life. Or maybe you selected the three stores that you feel comfortable with and added that to your bubble. Maybe you started dressing up for date night at home or having a themed dinner every Saturday. Whatever you decided to create as a ritual, you have created the tools necessary for human existence in an increasingly chaotic, constantly changing world. So what does it take to make a ritual? Well, first off, decide what you actually want to start doing consciously. Maybe you struggle with getting enough sleep at night, so a nighttime ritual would benefit you. Maybe your birthday is emotionally difficult for you, so you decide to celebrate in a very specific manner. You know, something that makes you feel good and important. Perhaps you're suffering from something that you need to emotionally or physically let go of. Making that commitment to yourself that you're going to consciously work on it helps frame the mental space for a ritual. Secondly, start with your environment. Your mental and physical space and around your body may have been taken care of, but what is going on around your house or the space that you want to have this ritual exist in? When you see yourself focusing on that one thing, what does the room or the environment feel like? Is it dark, bright, cold, cozy? Maybe your ritual isn't at home and it's at a park or in your car on a road trip. Whatever location your ritual will reside in, creating the space will help you focus and complete it. Thirdly, add components such as five acts that you want to perform that you can consistently complete. Completing them is the most important piece. It's not about completing them perfectly, just making sure that you get it done. If you can consistently do these five things, this begins the process of ceremony. Next, bring on the accountability. Share your ritual with a friend or perhaps even share it with social media. Force yourself to check in somewhere. Maybe it's online and sharing it if you feel comfortable doing that, or maybe it's texting a friend at the completion of your task. But no matter what you decide to do, it holds you accountable. Making it accountable gives your ritual energy and focus by having another person be able to encourage and support you. Lastly, be like Nike and just do it. Every single day until the habit becomes ritualistic and you feel the comfort and release of completing these actions. These rituals are meant to provide some sort of release or comfort or anxiety reduction. If you skimp on your duties and decide not to do it, it's never going to help you. Now, there is some debate that some of these rituals can be unhealthy. And yes, I feel depending on a ritual in a healthy way is wonderful for most people. 
In some cases, it can result in an obsessive ritualistic life that floats too far into OCD land and ends up being the sole purpose of easing anxiety. But in healthy amounts, allowing yourself to handle high pressure, high anxiety moments, as well as important life moments that deserve some reverence and focus through a sense of ceremony or ritual is an excellent practice. For example, this was recorded on the night of the full moon. It is the full moon in Cancer, and by astrology way, if you actually follow that, it's a great time to check yourself and get ready to release. And being the last full moon of the year, it's a perfect time to look back at 2020, see what has served you, and get ready to let it go. Nurture your house, nurture your physical environment, really create a space for 2021 to enter into your life with some good blessings. I perform rituals all the time, and I like to perform rituals that help me connect with um, the spiritual realm in ways that maybe might seem blasphemous to people. My opinion is that God created the heavens and the earth. Performing rituals to provide a reverence and respect for those things helps me connect with my God in ways that singing in church doesn't. Having a group prayer at church doesn't help me connect in that way. It's not that I don't go to church, I still do, but there's certain rituals that help me connect to my spiritual realm with my God, the creator, and all the things that he has created and I'm thankful for. These rituals help me handle my life and the stress and the craziness that comes at me no matter what. I could have the most stressful work week on the planet. And if I give myself the chance on the weekend to do some of my ritual behaviors, I can cleanse myself of that negative energy, the stress, the frustrations, and approach the rest of the weekend and even the next week in a better mindset. If I don't and I just suppress it and bury it deep, I'm never resolving issues. So these rituals are helping my forming anxiety become a non-issue. Yes, I personally am a very high anxiety person and often find myself doing things that become obsessive. I have a fear of losing my contacts, for example. They are very expensive contacts, so every time I put them out of my eyes and into the case, I tend to check the case probably two or three times, opening and closing it, just to confirm and say aloud, yes, it is inside of that case. Why do I do that obsessive ritual? Because it makes me feel certain and comfortable that I can walk away with my glasses on, my contacts are safe, and tomorrow morning I can find them exactly where they're meant to be. It's a small ritual, but it helps me focus in, pay attention, not be distracted, and know the comfort is there, that I'm not losing money or having to pay, you know, another $300 for contacts. So tell me, where do you find yourself creating rituals and and rites in your life? What do you feel are the most important ones to you? Do you feel they just reduce your anxiety or do they actually help you connect with the world around you and the people around you? Find me on social media and let's chat more about it. I'd love to hear what rituals you guys are performing and how you're finding comfort in them in these crazy times. If you like what you hear on this podcast, head over to my website, www.caitlinnorm.com and sign up for my creative circle. My creative circle gets notifications of new episodes of the podcast, new blogs, and information that I know you'll love. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay creative.